However, I'm also thankful that they're doing that because I'm a chiropractor and I'll never yeah. lack for clients. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he said that on Rogan. Yeah, Frank Zane was on Rogan. Yeah, he, he might have. Maybe it wasn't Frank Zane. I think there's another uh, power or uh, bodybuilder type guy that was on there that said something pretty similar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Ronnie Coleman, of course. God. He's not the brightest. I'm sorry. He's not. Seems like a really sweet guy. He is a great guy, but I'm just saying he's, he's, I don't know. I'm not trying to, you know, the second you bring that into it, it's, it turns into something that it's not. But it, I mean, he's just, he's a country boy is what he is. Texas country boy. That's all he is. Yeah. Uh, Saturday morning. Getting it out of the way. Yeah. We decided to do this last night at about twelve thirty. <laughs> yeah. We're like, hey, we should we should record at some point. I was like, I guess. And we're doing it. We're here. We're doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> Just watching a little bit of disc off the uh opening round of the uh Texas State Championship. The women. Watching the women play disc golf. As we were discussing the I think that women in 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 a large sense in the elite levels are better athletes because they do what they're told. You know, it's like me we were just we were discussing this. Me and you used to work out and we would just come in and throw I remember that day we threw 425 on the deadlift. And I just jumped over there having not trained it and did it 10 times. Yeah, you know, I didn't yes, and I didn't build to that. You know, we just decided to do it. That's reckless and nine. The most I'd ever done at that point, I think, was like three plates, three fifteen, mm-hmm. and that was my. That's uh, where I'd top out. Mm-hmm. I would do five sets, and my last one would be three fifteen, and then I would. I think I did it maybe twice a week. Then yeah, but which is one foolish. day we were at the gym, we were stupid, and you said, "Hey, let's try four twenty-five. and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> And then I d- we did it, and it was fine, but I probably shouldn't have. No, definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm doing the 531, and believe it or not, I didn't say anything about it. I've been sick. I'm going into my fourth month at this point. You've so. been sticking to it. Mm-hmm. See, now that you've mentioned it, you're going to stop sticking to it. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 this is, I'm getting such good results out of it, and that's including rest days and deload weeks and all those things. I'm kicking myself because I'm 45 and I think I'm going to peak at, I mean, 44. And I think I'm going to peak in my late 40s. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, but I, I just imagine what I could have done in my 20s and 30s had I, you know, actually followed a co- coherent plan for any amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I would follow plans. I remember doing this one I got out of a magazine and I was overhead pressing 225. I was, you know, just crazy. And this is, you know, I didn't even take any GNC peed, you know, the, the things you could get at, at, at GNC at that point, you know, I didn't even take any of those. It was just eating and, you know, um, I think I'm, have always underguessed what I could do. And now I'm finally settled in some reality. I'm like, well, you know, pretty good at this after having done it for years and we're just going to keep at it until, until the wheels come off. The so. thing with, uh, women, female athletes, the, uh, like watching the disc golf, I learn more from watching them than the dudes mm-hmm. because, like I told you, the dudes, they can – once they get the regular form down, they can uh, figure out other ways to get uh, – to throw the disc like 600 feet accurately. Right. 
the women, they have to do everything perfectly to get it to 400 feet. So I learned more watching them because everything they do, especially in their tea, tea shots, is always picture perfect. Right. So you learn more from watching them if you're a beginner than trying to do what the uh, the men do. Oh, it's like uh, they just have natural gifts, five foot long arms. And- yeah. I mean, it's like uh, competitive powerlifting. You have these two girls who are trading the, you know, being the youngest, strongest, you know, Daniela Mello and Amanda Lawrence. And they're both freakishly strong. But the reason they're that way, A, because they've got lots of natural talent. Neither one of them are on PDDs. PDDs they're in a drug-tested federation. You know, a lot of people throw that out there. It's like, oh, look, that dude has a has tits. I'm like, fuck you, man. You're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. You're you're just you're upset because you were never able to to do anything close to what they're able to do. You know, that's there's a lot of that in there. I mean, they both have high girly voices, and you know, they've got great big thick thighs from doing all the squats and stuff. But they're still pretty girls. But they're, I mean, they're they're 500 pound plus squatters. You know, at what uh, Amanda Lawrence did it at 19. You know, it was just, it's crazy. And the reason they were able to do that is steady, slow, steady, doing it the way they're told. You know, they're, they have coaches and the coaches, they don't, they're not like guys like I was like, well, I know better and I'm going to do this because I saw this in a magazine or whatever. They just do what they're told. Ego is, they do have egos. Everybody has an ego, but their ego is much smaller than a, than a, than a guy. Yeah. She still looks like a woman mostly. I mean, I don't know what picture you're looking at. That one, she's pretty jolly. That's just maybe she. That might be. I don't know. She's she's got short ass legs. That's an advantage. Yeah, she's not very tall. Danielle Mello is isn't as thick as her. I mean, she's Amanda Lawrence is definitely. She probably weighs one hundred eighty pounds. So, uh, oh, there it is. Let's play the theme song. What do you say? Do you know, it. Meow 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. This winter creeping back up on us is a yeah, bunch of bullshit. Fucking pissing me off. Don't get me wrong, it makes work makes it much easier. This is the spring of deception. This is uh, uh, it's normal. It happens. Yeah, there's usually one last blast. Yeah, but I thought we'd already received I thought we'd already received yeah, it. I thought we got it like two weeks ago. Yeah, you got eight inches of snow here. Mm, yeah. We're getting ready to get some sort of snow. It's snowing right now, as a matter of fact. That sucks. Yeah. I was thinking about trying to go and play some disc golf this afternoon, but I think it might just yeah. not do that. It's the high is supposed to be the low tomorrow is supposed to be 20. That's fun. Yeah. i got a disc golf tournament tomorrow. I hope it doesn't kill my bees. I th- I'm thinking about bringing my my bee house inside. Do it. I mean, it's probably a, a good idea. I'll put it in the fridge downstairs. There's a super fun stunt they did on the new Jackass movie with bees. Super fun stunt. That movie is so funny. Dude. I'm sure it is. It is so like, fucking funny. <laughs> isn't it true that Johnny Knoxville hates Bam? No. I'd heard Bam had... Uh, they didn't put him in the new movie. Well, he's so out of fucking control. He's got, yeah, he's got addiction issues, and it wouldn't be good for him to be around those dudes who are... The only, well, Steve-O's sober now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just what they call California sober. Well, so that, that counts. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. That counts. Um, but he just 
out of control, losing his uh, losing his shit, and they couldn't put him in it because he's wild and he's out of shape and all this. He looks like Phil. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's a rough one to grow into. Yeah. <laughs> damn it, I thought Bam. He, I thought he was going to look like what Ape. What are you doing, Bam? God damn it. I thought he was going to end up looking like Ape, but he looks like <laughs> Phil. <laughs> but, uh, it is. They they have some new people, like the next generation of jackass people that they're mm-hmm. passing the torch to. They is, go, it, is any of their kids? No. Because I would forbid my kid to do this no, stuff. I'm like, you're not doing no. that. It's What's funny in the movie is... Uh, Depending on when they shot the stunt, it goes from Johnny Knoxville being completely gray-headed, and sometimes he's got brown hair. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's gray. And brown. Right. <laughs> sometimes the brown has grown out, and the gray is creeping underneath. But he, no matter what, he always still looks so cool. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's a, he's a real-life Tyler Durden, because he gets all of his friends yeah. to do all this wild stuff. Yeah. It scares the shit out of them. <laughs> He does some of the craziest shit. He does, he does the craziest stuff. I mean, he's, he... He got back in the bull ring. You remember what happened to him the first time he got in the bull ring? Yes. He did it again at 50-some years old. The bull ring or the, or the yak? This was a bull. The, the first time he did it was a yak. Okay, this one was a bull. I mean, we're, which yaks are... It's the same. Also large and powerful. <laughs> yes. Not as big as a bull, though. Not as big. The bull did not give a shit that it was Johnny Knoxville. He doesn't know who Johnny Knoxville is, and he... Gave him a concussion, broke a rib, broke his wrist, just did a Jesus. back body drop. Um, the stunt they did with the bees, of course, Steve-O. Yeah. And uh, they had, had you know, the beekeepers there, and everybody's in bee suits except for Steve-O. And guess what Steve-O is? Completely nude. <laughs> you see a lot of dick and balls in this movie, right. which is what you want from right. a jackass movie. Chris Pontius. <laughs> So he's just out there partying, swinging his dick. <laughs> but uh, they t- they take the queen out of the thing and put her on a little ring and put it around Steve-O's dick. And all the bees just swarm around his oh dick and they God. hang on to each other. And he's like shaking and, and they're all shaking. <laughs> like It's hanging like eight inches below his dick. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Why? He got stung multiple times on his nuts. Um, I mean, because it's Steve-O. He's, <laughs> he was just, he was uh, such a fucking moron at one point. He's the best. He's the, I always liked him, but he did. I the, love it. The, the thing when he snorted that wasabi and he, and he kept doing it. <laughs> he's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, dude. I laughed more watching that movie last night. It's on Paramount. If you got Paramount. <laughs> I watched the one the other day where um, uh, Ryan Dunn fought Paramount. the girl. Oh, it's like, I'm Ryan Dunn. I'm get, getting ready to get my ass kicked by a girl. It was that, Japan, it was that Japanese. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kick the fucking shit. I mean, literally kick the shit out of him. The, remember uh, the old one, uh, the cup test? They would just random things hitting you in the nuts while, you ha- while you're wearing a cup to see if the cup worked. Oh, I don't remember that one. The but. first one was Francis Ngannou, the hardest hitting person ever. It's the... It has been measured that him hitting you is um, his strongest punch is like getting hit by a Ford Escort going 30 miles an hour. Jesus Christ. Something like that. And he gives him a nice uppercut. He did use his left. I think Francis is usually right-handed. I can't remember, though. Nice uppercut right to the cup. And then the next shot is a female softball pitcher just whizzing him right I at I kind of remember that. Yeah, Just whizzing it right at Did it work? Nuts. It took her quite a few to get him right on. No, the no, nuts. I'm just saying, did it protect him? Not as much as you'd hope. Right. Uh, and the third one was a hockey player 
just whizzing, whizzing pucks at your oh nuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he took the cup out at the end and had a big dent in it. <laughs> so, yeah, it did. I mean, it kept it from doing major damage. Oh, the last one was uh, got, like one of the dudes on a pogo stick bouncing and then jumping onto your cup. It is so fucking funny. And the new people, they have a, a new female, a lady. A lady. Rachel Wolfson. She's, she's pretty. A, she's a comedian. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah. And um, she was down for all I know stuff. that's improper to ask, but, you know. No, I mean, you would. I'm just curious. You wouldn't expect a hot chick to do it, but she, she's pretty hot and she did it. Like, uh, the. Um, and she was totally fine with all the dudes. <clears throat> With their dicks hanging out all the time. Yeah, I can, but I can see that going like <laughs> somebody. Well, someplace, there is a, there's someplace a very left. There's a scene where she's getting scorpion Botox, and there's a scorpion, and like they 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 put it on her face to sting her lips. Apparently, it's been devenomized or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it falls off of her face and goes down to her boob. She's like, "Get it off me! Get it off me!" And uh, Pawnee's like, "It's on your boob. I need permission to remove it from your boob." You have my consent. You have my consent. You have my consent. <laughs> was it wasn't funny. It was very fun- funny. Was it supposed to be funny or was it? Oh, or well, was it? It wasn't supposed to fall into her boob. Right. It wasn't supposed to fall into her boob. And he was like, "I need your permission to remove it from your boob." <laughs> God. <laughs> and yeah, I could see that. Then he copped the feel. Like yeah, she <laughs> screamed, "You have my consent!" Yeah, it was. I dude. I can't remember the last time I like maybe super bad, maybe uh stepbrothers, Dewey Cox, but just watching dudes having fun hurting each other is so funny. Well then this and the way they laugh at the end. Yeah, of the, the ridiculous <laughs> the one where they're driving the golf carts and fucking <laughs> God, it was so I laughed so fucking I never I refused to watch it. I remember when it came out on MTV. God we're fucking old. I remember when it came 23 out three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think it's longer than that. I think it might be ninety nine when ninety eight, ninety nine when it came out. Okay, but um, I refuse to watch it. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. It is. I'm not watching this shit. But then they had a copy of it at at my, at my railroad job I worked at in uh, Dupont Plant, and the guy I worked with, he's it was snowing. We couldn't really go out and do anything. It's just to sit around the office and get paid day. So he's just like, uh, what do you want to do? I was just like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, well, we have jackass. I was like, ah. You didn't watch the show either? No. it was the show no. first. And then he's, and it's the movie. is the first movie. I was like, I don't. He's like, come on, man. Give it a chance. He threw it in there. And they're in the fucking shopping cart. Fucking getting all that shit. Jousting. I'm laughing. No. I mean, at the beginning, the, the okay. opening. Yeah. And the Duel of the Fates is playing. Or not Duel of the Fates. The. No. It's. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, okay. It's a it's ride of the angels. I, it's, it's a Wagner. It's a Wagner. Yeah, and it's I'm laughing so fucking hard. I'm bent over in my chair, like, and then I keep going. And I keep laughing. Like I'm just like this is, and I'm like appalled at myself at one point. I'm like, this is ridiculous bullshit that you said that you wouldn't like. And it's like, yeah, but it's funny. It's, it's fun. dudes having fun, right? Anytime you get dudes having fun, it's going to be entertaining to dudes, right? And apparently, lots of women like it too because all the guys are kind of sexy. I mean, Steve O's a sexy fella for if you like that kind of guy. Knoxville, he's obviously, a obviously a Knox, Knoxville's a sexy dude. <laughs> yeah, he's Pontius. What, are you kidding? Yeah, Ryan Dunn's cute. He's dead now. R.I.P. in peace. Um, what do you think of that joke by uh, loved a- it. Amy Schumer? You know, he wrote that joke. Who? Um, God damn it! He his he's his face is right in my eyes right now. Black guy, white guy, white guy. Anthony Jeselnik wrote it for. Her. 
Because he wasn't on the roast at the time, but he was writing for the roast. I loved it. It did not go over well. In retrospect, I bet Steve-O loves it because he's a comedian now Mm -hmm. and he gets... He gets it. Right. But it was a little bit fresh at the time. It was. <laughs> I remember the look on his face. He was like, but I was like, you got to you gotta like, take swings. You got to take swings. I was like, I remember the uh, the uproar over Ted Danson's. Did you hear about that? With him with Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, back in the 90s. The most racist fucking shit ever. I mean, he was eating watermelon. He was in blackface. He was just, you know, it was it was awful. And then Montel Williams, of course, lost his fucking shit. And Whoopi Goldberg said, "You know what? Fuck you! It's a fucking roast." You know, yeah. It was at one of the shri- the Shriners. No, it was Shriners. Friars. Friars. Yeah, it was. A, it, was a pr- it was a proper roast. It was at the Friars. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was an old school. And, and and that's like a revolutionary. A black Jewish lady. She's not yeah. really Jewish, is she? Not. No, she just took that name. Anywho, <laughs> a black lady yeah. being in, uh, inducted into the Friars Club. Yeah, that's is, a big is, deal. It, that's a coup. You know, yeah. I mean, so. And Ted Danson did it, and Ted Danson is the nicest guy. And he was ever. dating Whoopi. Yeah, and, and she was laughing, was and, you know, and everybody was laughing. And Montel Williams got in there, and basically, I, I think he might have even had a show. If I'm not, I might be imagining this, where he's sitting around, and like you know, he's sitting on stage, and it's like it was so appalling. I'm like, dude, fuck you, fuck you. In con, in that context. You got to let it go, exactly, because it's a stupid, ridiculous con. Just like the Robert Downey Jr. context. Yes, it's. In that context, but we're in, in the world we're living in now. It, well, the world we're living in now, nobody would be stupid enough to do it. No, definitely not. I mean, I don't know, man. Well, the context of Robert Downey Jr. is he's playing an actor that's so far up his own ass, he thinks he can he do get no away wrong. with blackface. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not playing; it's not blackface. I'm playing a black character. And then you find out that they didn't even really write him as black. He just wanted to play him as black, but he's so far up his own ass <laughs> that he feels as though this man needs to be black. So, I like when he broke the fourth wall. I'm a guy playing an Englishman playing <laughs> playing a black guy. <laughs> I loved it. I love I love Robert Downey Jr. Man, oh, he's so cool. It was such a loss to Marvel like, that he just I'm, finally had to hang it. Up. I'm almost willing to watch his Doctor Doolittle movie. Almost not going to do it. It's just it it's, wouldn't be prudent. It's just time. Sherlock. <laughs> not gonna that. <die>. Not gonna <laughs> wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. He was dude. That that's iconic for for, for a reason. Fucking Dana Carvey is the best. Oh yeah. Um, but it's just Sherlock Holmes with animals in it because he's just acting like Sherlock Holmes, like he did in the Sherlock. Can you Holmes believe movies. they never made a uh, Sherlock Holmes joke? Between um, Doctor uh, Strange and Iron Man, they never made that joke in the movies. Like one of them says, "No shit, Sherlock," to the other one. Yeah, like that would have been nice. That would have been just a little. Hey, what's up? Yeah, guys? I mean, I, yeah, they're both <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, just a listen, wink. L- listen, Sherlock. <laughs> then he turns, and then he turns it back on him. There you go, Sherlock. <laughs> Come on, we should have been. We Sherlock we- this one down. <laughs> He should have said Sherlock Holmes this shit. Yeah. On the in the Spider Man movie. Yeah. Um by the way, I'm sure you've watched that since I bought it. No, I don't have your uh stuff anymore. Oh, they're cracking down on that. Yeah. Netflix is too. I mean I could probably log in. I've got everything set up on my uh fire stick now and um I I might just buy it or rip it. I liked it so much better. Oh, it's so much better than with the three D. Yeah. I mean it was just it was bad three D. So I went and saw it again two weeks later once I could uh, get to it without the 3D, and it was a millennia better. Yeah. 
I couldn't even think the of scene it. where he was deciding like he couldn't kill him or send him back to their deaths. And he's looking around at him and they're all like, you know, especially Willem Dafoe is like terrified of what's going to happen. And then he, it made that scene so much more powerful and made it a better movie. I will say this though. And I did, and I said this to Elena. Um, and it's something I stand by. It's unfortunate that that movie was made during COVID because New York city looked so empty. Yeah. I mean, they tried to make it look like there was more people, but if you notice, there's just so few people in New York City, and it was just, you know. It might have all just been through, um, CGI, because that mo- those movies are all shot in front of a green They're not even wearing suits. Everything's in front of a green screen. Mm. Like the funeral scene at the end with him and Happy. Yeah. That's all layered in. They're in a sound studio, which I guess might be because of COVID. I don't know. Shit, I didn't need to hear that. Yeah, everything is layered in in CGI. I'm one of these people. I've 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 realized I'm one of these people that the the illusion is very fragile, and I don't like being. Never uh, mind. None of the CGI. It's all real. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a Stranger Things. Since I found out it was shot in Georgia, I haven't watched it. Oh yeah, and I think that's silly. Even I think it's silly. But at the same time, I'm just like that needs to be shot in the Midwest somewhere. They make it look like. The Midwest, though, sure, it's probably Northern Georgia. Where it's, it's not like in know, the first Halloween movie where it's supposed to be in Had Haddonfield, and Illinois. there's palm trees. There's palm trees. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I like that kind of shit. You're like, eh. <laughs> especially something from the seventies, right? I'm like, okay, I like it. They had to recollect those leaves and keep keep like blowing around with a fan, and yeah. then they had to pick up the leaves again. Like, oh my god, guys, couldn't you just shot somewhere? <laughs> no, back then, no. Now. Uh, Everything is shot in Georgia now. I don't know why West Virginia because they don't tax. Yeah, I don't know why West Virginia isn't working out something like that. Wouldn't you love to be an extra in a movie? Fuck yes, just a guy. I was in a town where that could have happened at any given moment. Carolina Carolina Beach. Yeah, I saw fucking Kenny Powers walking around all the time. I saw McConaughey was walking around before he was a big deal too. No, this was during Eastbound and Down. So he he had it was like season three or four. Yes. Okay. So he was a big deal. Yeah. Will Ferrell. Was literally up the street at the car dealership where they shot everything. That is literally like three, maybe three blocks up from, not even that far, maybe two blocks up from the Hooters I worked at. I'm pretty sure he, anything Danny, uh, Danny uh, McBride, McBride is involved in shoots in one of the Carolinas. You know, he's from Virginia. Yeah. And he moved down to, I think, Charlotte, everything mm-hmm. he does, he he shoots in the Carolinas, I think. Those Virginia people actually sent um, Patton Oswalt and Meredith Salinger a, and now Meredith Oswalt. Um, uh, you know, you can write them emails. They give you, I'm not, I'm not expecting ever to get an answer back, but I, I wrote Patton Oswalt. I was just like, you know, you're from, from Virginia and you're not far from the West Virginia border. I asked him, did you ever go there? What are your thoughts and feelings on West Virginia? You know, stuff like that. I'm just curious. So. Because he's never mentioned it, to my knowledge. So, I wonder what they are. I'm sure he's been to. He's had to have been to the New River Gorge or something like that. Had to have been. It's possible. It's right there. I mean, it's a, and it's like a. It's been a big deal for years. You know, Bridge Day, um, whitewater rafting, all that shit. Although he doesn't strike me much as a whitewater rafter. No, no, not much. <laughs> but his, I bet his dad was, because yeah. his dad was a Marines colonel. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as much of an athletic anything. Probably not big on the hiking trails. No, uh, but he probably like the ghost tours, like shit sure, like that. yeah. I mean, Sitting he probably went man. to the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. That's right there. Probably went to the uh, the Mothman uh, statue. You know, yes, it's possible. 
Well, that's way over in Point Pleasant, though. Maybe learned about the Braxton County uh, monster, whatever that thing's called. Um, what was the uh, case where uh, the house burned down and there was no remains and all the kids escaped? They don't know where any of them are. Well, they think they know. One guy came forward and said he was, and then they pretty much confirmed it. Um, you know, that's just outside of Fayetteville. I can't remember the name of the family. It's an Italian family, I believe. Gugliano. That's, is that an Italian name? <laughs> Wapolino. <laughs> Grease Baltonia. <laughs> Sauce Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play that song, that song you were just, Wagner, Wagner? Wagner. It would just be d- spelled like Wagner, though, right? It's uh, Rod of the Valkyries is what it is. Because uh, I like, uh, I'm learning that not all the things we call classical music are not really classical music. There's, uh, yeah, Richard Wagner. Yeah, dude. There's periods, there's Baroque, there's classical, and but we kind of nowadays we just kind of throw anything with an orchestra in as classical. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I actually don't think that's the one. I don't think that's the one because this that one starts dope. like that. This one, no, oh, that's a great one. Even though Wagner was, uh, you know, he was a favorite of the Nazis. Um, yeah, they had good taste in music. Well, that was one of the scenes in Schindler's List where they're liquidating the ghettos and killing of course innocent women children and babies and stuff and one guy's playing the piano while that machine gun fire is going on and he's like um it's mozart and he said no it's wagner that's not it Moonlight that's Moonlight Sonata. Sonata. i know a bit about classical music i'm uh, i'm a big beethoven's fifth yep in c minor That's Beethoven too. It's Fur Elise. That's right. Fur Elise. Mm. Hold on. Let's put in Jackass uh, movie music. That's not a bad idea, actually. Jackass movie opening song. Um, uh, like that, and well, no. Hmm. Was it's a uh, O Fortuna by Carl Orff. Yes, it's in Latin. It's also played in Excalibur. That's how I knew. Uh, that's where I recognized it from. That's definitely it. This is where the king, they get the Holy Grail and he drinks from it and his health comes back. And as he's right, it's one of the greatest, it's one of the greatest cinematic scenes ever filmed, even though it's uh, uh, Borman. I'm sorry, John Borman is, whew, he's way over the top. But um, he, as he's riding, like the the earth is coming back to life and it's a very pagan idea i mean that's what i love about um king arthur and all that stuff king arthur is just another co-opted christian thing it's it's pagan and it's and it's original and they, they some people think that king arthur was irish and they think he might be based on um 
uh, Brian Baru, who was the last High King of Ireland. I don't know, but uh, the, his knights are riding, and they're all in their silver armor after this period where it's the Dark Ages and everything's terrible. And all the trees are coming back to life. The flowers are, and then they are riding through these like petals raining down on them. It's gorgeous. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It's when it's when King Arthur is riding to fight Mordred and his forces. So, and what movie is this from? Excalibur. Excalibur. It's based on Lamort to Arthur um, by um, shit Mallory. Um. It, I, which I read some of it, but it's in it's in uh, poetry form. I can't read it in poetry form. I have to read in. Prose. You don't like the iambic pentameter? Well, I take that back. That was going to be one of my favorite things this week, and it actually because it's actually very uh, descriptive of the time we're living in. It's, what about um, what about um, what about um, limericks? You like limericks? I used to love limericks. Because they were dirty And I was a kid like, yeah. He said balls or shit Or whatever you know? Once was a man from Nantucket, Nantucket Whose dick was so long He could suck it <laughs> He said with a grin As he wiped off his chin If my ear was a pussy I would fuck it Yeah God I don't remember that one Yeah That's obscene Harry mm-hmm. Harry had a big Book of dirty limericks I you know, we got in trouble one time Because I was reading them And then I just uh, the kind of kid I was, I just kept sneaking it and reading it. So. Yeah, well, it's fucking. It's like hard. it's like I used to sneak and look at porn. You know, can't believe your mother, a teacher, would suppress your urge to read art. She was also a, a mother in West Virginia. I mean, that's it's, true. It's <laughs> <laughs> the you know not the heart of the Bible Belt, but definitely one of the it's ma- a kidney major rungs. You know, <laughs> it's the the spinal cord of the Bible Belt. <laughs> I, no, I would call it more the. The pancreas of the Bible. Yeah, belt. the pancreas. May, well, you know, maybe the uh, maybe the appendix. Since we're fucking useless, we're seen as useless around here. Oh, yeah, we are, but with a gallbladder. Uh, well, it's like the thing I've always said with the the water crisis in Flint was uh, such a tragedy, and then the water crisis hit here, and then we were making they were making meth jokes yeah. about us. It's like, well, that's a that's a very dis- that's a powerful which i can get down with making fun of i can too giving us a good fucking razzin right but but not i want it to be well done oh colbert Colbert. i mean he didn't do it very well no he didn't i I thought they liked meth there (laughs) low hanging fruit let me grab this fruit that's on the ground it's not even low hanging this fruit has already fallen excuse me pick it up before it rots (laughs) this is so this fruit is rancid this is so hackney that even dennis miller won't touch it Fucking hate Dennis Miller. I like Dennis. He's Miller. He's a cocksucker. I don't like him now, but I like. He's such a right wing cunt. I used to. I don't care his politics. I used to. Like, I do. I mean, I'm, I used to like his uh, his show back in the day. I don't want to go I, on a rant here. I like. I like, I like Weekend bit. Update. I'm a big Weekend Update fan. I mean, his actual show, the Dennis Miller Man, show. I didn't watch it. Came into came into Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. I remember that. Yeah, him shooting pool there. I used to watch it. I just, uh, I'd, scrambled before the porn. I would just come remember the. The thing on Weekend yeah. Update. Uh, the best ones were when they would have Dana Carvey yeah, and Dennis a, as, as, as Dennis Miller. With Dennis Miller. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! And then they had the one where it was fucking Dana Carvey and Tom Hanks, and they were all three Dennis Miller, and they're singing uh, Jingle Bells. Yeah. I remember. Pepper's Farm remembers. Ba ba da ba. Was, uh, let's just do favorite things. Fuck it. Sure. We're already here. Mm, go.
I never get tired of this song. What do you got? Well, a couple things. Um, I uh, started reading a a book series. It's uh, called the first book is called Clash of Eagles, and it's about it's a theoretical history or an alternate history, whatever you want to call it, um, where Rome never fell, and they made their way to North America, and now they're dealing with Native American tribes. Hmm. Um, they push through. Um, you know, the East Coast and deal with the power. I mean, it, it, if I was Native American, some of the tribes, I would be extremely offended because he, they're, I mean, I understand what they're doing. They're, they're giving the Romans perspective on what those peoples are, you know, and it's not going to be complimentary. So, you know, they, they said the Powhatan were weak and like, you know, just basically muling, you know, just not uh, tough people at all. And they said the Iroquois are, are, are sneaky and backstabbing and shit. I'm like, you guys are Roman legionaries. You're marching through a, you're marching with steel with shining weapons that they've never seen before with giant shields. And they tried to engage you once and it didn't go well for them. What they're doing is how you, how you should fight you whittle you down till there's nothing left. You know, that the guerrilla tactics, that's exactly what you should do. Um, ironically, I didn't, I didn't hear them compare, um, the tactics to what Hannibal did because Hannibal did similar. He had guerrilla tactics, used them a lot. Um, and that's why he stayed undefeated for a decade in the Italian peninsula. He was never defeated in one battle hmm. and just totally extinguished an entire Roman army at Canai. But, um, they did mention Canai though. Um, Carl Canai, the battle of Canai where, uh, Hannibal encircled using the, the double envelopment and just annihilated a Roman army. Um, it was the worst. It's the worst defeat. It's one of the, it's might be the worst defeat in military history, at least in ancient military history. Um, you know, I think that the Carthaginians were outnumbered something like three or five or maybe even 10 to one. And they would just use superior. Hannibal was just a superior tactician. I mean, he, He's up there with Grace Center a lot of time. Him, Alexander. Um, I would not put any modern era general up there with him, just my opinion. Um, people always say Washington. Washington was not a great general at all. Um, Napoleon, he was pretty good. But anyway, um, they, the, they, they, get in a, they march through and they make it to Cahokia, which is Illinois. Um, I think that might even be the near the – the, the the present day city of Chicago and just get fucking annihilated. I mean, they, because the Cahokians are waiting on them and they've had advanced scouts. They know what they know, their strengths, they know their weaknesses, extremely good tactical decisions. Plus the, they have glider technology, which I know he drew from actual things. The Native Americans were, had glider technology and were working on it. And had they not been interrupted, it's, anybody's guess about how far it would have gone. They had giant gliders with like 12 people on them and they're dropping Greek fire, which is essentially gasoline's pitch and they're dropping it on the Romans, burning them. And then they just come out with superior numbers and just fuck them up and kill every one of them pretty much. Except this one guy who's the leader of them. Who's uh, his name's uh, Maximilius and they take him as a uh, prisoner and then he starts working with them and becomes one of them you know it's a very dances with wolves type story um and then they're going to start uh fighting the iroquois soon um 
I like it. It has its moments where I'm just like, you know, that wasn't. I don't know if I like that part, but uh, overall, it's a it's a trilogy, so I'm definitely going to try to finish it. It's one of those where you get to a, a point where you just have to forge through, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're not you know feeling it. It's just the complete it, you know, just go ahead and complete it. Anyway, the 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 other thing is, um, I've never been a fan of poetry. I do not like it in a house with a mouse. I do. I just never have liked it. But I watched the stand. And J.K. Simmons, of course, the fucking best. He is plays a general on there, and he's talking to Stu Redman, who is played by James Marsden. And he's in the uh, I, I can't remember up in Maine or is something. Is this the new series from yes. like this year, last year? Yes, and he's stuck. He he is in this uh, the CDC's like place, and then the whole thing goes south, and uh, J.K. Simmons is going to release him. Before he does, he's like, would you indulge me? He's And he, he says, my daughter bought me this book, and I never touched it until the other day I found out she had died you know, of the super flu, Captain Trips or whatever. And it's second coming by Yates, and it's fucking awesome. I never realized how good this poem is. Turning and turning in the widening, widening gyre, the falcon could not hear the falconer. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Mere anarchy, mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passion and intensity. That's a line that's especially powerful nowadays. Surely some rev- revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming, hardly those words out when a vast image of spiritus mundi troubles my sight. Somewhere in sands of the desert, a shape with lion body and the head of a man, a, ga- a gaze blank and pitiless as the sun, is moving its slow thigh. While all about it reel the shadows of the indignant desert birds The darkness drops again But now I know that 20 centuries of stony sleep Stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rocking candle And by a rocking cradle And what rough beast its hour come round at last Slouches toward Bethlehem to be born mm. It's fucking amazing That is a it's great poem And he, he wrote that in 1920 When World War I was going on So he's one of the people that thought Yes, this is the second coming We're getting ready to you know, he, he's the the line that got me, and I'm going to repeat it again. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passion and intensity. Mm-hmm. That's what we're living in. People, including myself, I'm ashamed to say, who have just given it up. Like, I'm not arguing with you fucking idiots anymore. I can't do it anymore. I've, I don't like conviction, but I'm so exhausted by it. And, you know, I just like, you know, I hear people talk and they're obviously throwing out bait for me to say something. I'm just like, I, I pretend I don't even hear it because I'm sick of it. I can't do it anymore. So, um, no, I try to, I, I'm, I'm doing my best to tune out the news. Hardly watch it anymore. I haven't watched virtually any of the, uh, the Supreme Court hearings to confirm this perfectly qualified and good lady. Um, who has earned everything she's ever gotten. You know, I, I do. The thing that was a straw that broke on the camel's back was, you know, Tucker Carlson saying something about, obviously, of course, it was going to be him, saying something about, um, I need to see her LSAT scores. And sitting here thinking, you never earned anything in your whole disgusting existence. You're a piece of shit who has never done anything. Everything was given to you by your daddy and, and your money. He literally got his job because nobody else was at the station, and then he was being interviewed, and because he was such a prick, they gave him a job. 
you see what I'm saying? It's like the Tommy Lair, the Tommy Laren uh, quotient where she is a temp. She shows up to get a temp job at a fucking has TV studio and they give her her own show because she's pretty and she can deliver a line, not an original thought in her empty fucking head. He's not dumb. He's not dumb. He's just a piece of shit. And the last thing that I put out and I sent it to you is Ted Cruz being Ted Cruz does this whole thing. And then I thought it was funny that, uh, lion face, um, the actor, Hellboy, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman just sent this thing out, and his head's. And we basically told him, "He's like, how small is your fucking dick?" He put it out on on Twitter. It's pretty funny. So, um, you know, that's pretty much all I've invested in the thing because I just can't do it. And I told my mom that the other day. I was talking, quoting the Yates poem, and saying, "You know that line," and it's uh, really hit me hard, and it made me feel bad. Actually, like I should be out fighting something. I should be out. But what can I do? You know, not much. I mean, if it came to blows, you know, if we were to enter some kind of civil conflict and the right wing does what the right wing does, which is start targeting, you know, minorities, people like myself, um, you know, my daughter, people like that, then I will fight and kill you. You know, that's what I'll do. But until that point, there's not much I can do, you know, um, do I think a civil conflict is going to break out? Not like a civil war, like everybody's thinking, like there's going to be a pitched battle. That's not going to happen. No, but a, there will be more. Well, no, it will be violence in the streets. It'll be people shooting each other. It's already happening. So once it boils over, the next election is going to trigger a lot of stuff. We're, we're staring down something really scary. And I'm not saying that as an alarmist. I'm saying that as a <laughs> student of history. Because I'm the populace is so disgusted with the United States government that they're lashing out and they should be yes of course they should be i'm not i'm not defending you know the United states government i'm not saying what they're doing is right what they're doing i know but some people take it as that that way that i'm against the people no i'm for the people but the people don't even know what they're rebelling against they're so ill-informed that they think that one political party is going to they don't represent your interests and haven't for a long time what they do and they use the media to do it is they get everybody arguing about trans athletes in sports, right? Um, pronouns. They get everybody arguing about that. Right. Well, while on the campaign trail, they promise uh, universal health care, canceling student debt, canceling relief. all student yeah. debt, yeah. debt, which they're never going to deliver on. No, no, and they have no intention of delivering on it. It's like I've said before, ad nauseum. Now, I understand a French Revolution scenario where the people literally don't have bread. And they're starving and basically the fuckers who have everything handed to them, you know, the let them eat cake moment. I understand storming the Capitol. You're just a fool if you think that you're going to install another one and he's going to be somehow in your corner. He's not going to be. He, he wouldn't give a fuck about you. He, he'd step on your face in the, on the fucking sidewalk. You know, he's just that kind of person. And, and so are all of them. I mean, it's just. You know, some of them are better at hiding it. That being said, I do believe there are, Bernie's a good person. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I think he's one of the better ones. Um, he's always that's, that's he's one. always fighting. He's always saying something. Yeah, then that's probably one of the reasons why he's not going to get what uh, 
what he wants. Yeah, and that dimly in that fucking in that small council room, you know, it's dimly lit where you have Bezos and the rest of those fuckers and be like, well, we can't let that guy in because he's going to take some of our obscene wealth away from us. You know, I mean, taxing the rich at ninety percent like they did in the fifties and sixties when, hey, ironically, when the country was doing it at its best, seems a perfectly easy parallel to draw. Um, I know I get in arguments with people about that but i'm i'm I, if we're going to have the system have the fucking system and run it properly so yeah uh, one other thing they do is they get everybody up in arms about russia and ukraine and i'm not saying you shouldn't be up in arms about russia and ukraine that's legit but we are participating in a genocide in yemen yeah we have been for many years we are helping saudi arabia commit a genocide in yemen yep we are refueling their planes we're giving them weapons and I don't know if you know anything about Yemen, but it is one of the poorest countries on the face of the earth. I'm semi familiar with it. For no re I have no clue why we're helping with this. It doesn't seem like we're getting much out of oil, it. Oil? I guess. Like Saudi Arabia is one of the world's largest oil producers. Yeah, why wouldn't but, we? I mean, but we could we could be that too, you know? We That's have a matter of a lot of oil drilling in our national parks and all that shit. Oh, fucking let her rip. I don't give a I shit. No, I don't I'm not I don't agree with that. But you know, spoil like, our natural spaces. We can't do you that. Get, uh, I think another reason why everybody's really up in arms about the Russia-Ukraine thing is because it's white people. Obviously. Yeah. Like, that's those are white people scared on TV. The Rwanda thing where yeah. people were chopping, were hacking each other to bits in the streets. They're still doing that. Yeah. I mean, There's and they killed more people Somalia. in 24 hours than I think in than a World War One battle. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And because they're not white people. And, and you, I mean, the, the, the questions and the indignant nature of white people who, when you say that stuff, it's just like, why does it always have to be racism? Because it is. Because it I'm not saying is. I'm not saying people that are more up in arms about that about Russia Ukraine are racist. I'm just saying it's it's uh, easier for them to relate to it, I guess. Then, well, I mean, at, at its core, I'm not saying they hate that group of people, but at its core, that is racism. I get it's like a soft bigotry. Like, yeah, like goes to like. I mean, it's yeah. just you can you can. It's not hatred, but it no, is. no, it's not hatred, but it is valuing one group over another. That is by definition racism. You know, so yeah, but not of a, you know, I, I've described things as in uh, small R or large R racism. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like it's, it's not um, it's not hatred, but it is a bit of a uh, bit of bigotry. It's like the uh, I just don't understand. Like, it's like I know people who wow, we got to get involved in everything, and we're going to get involved in this one. And the more I look at it, the more it looks like we have more to do with it than we're being told. It's, of course, it's shadow ops. All it's that sort stuff, of man. like a. It's sort of like a something to get Russia drawn into the Ukraine, so we can go in and take over and install our puppets there in Russia. Which has that ever been a success? Uh, us yes. doing that anywhere it has has it? Yeah, because it seems like we're what's going to happen is we're going to arm some people in Ukraine, and in twenty years we're going to be fighting those same people that we armed, just like. We did with uh, the Mujahideen. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. And the Taliban and ISIS. ISIS was a group that we armed in Syria. Well, here's the thing, know? though. Here, here's a here's a historical fact. All wars are eventual. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing that now. Yeah. I was just, <clears throat> we train them, and then we arm them, and then they turn around and use those same weapons against us. And I'm just like, why do 
can't we just lock the gate, man, and you know, chill out for a minute and well, we did that. Let everybody do what they want to do. We did that and then we had Robert Barons and people like that and they saw markets. So obviously yeah. to get into those markets we gotta go and get involved in things. You know, you had and why do we the call, Morgans and the fucking Rockefellers? Why do we the, call the Russian people propping up Putin the them their oligarchs? Why don't yeah. we call our people doing the same thing here? Bernie oligarchs? just said that. Yeah. Did you know I catch that speech? No, we have them here. Yeah, we, we have do. our own oligarchs. We definitely have them. Here. <laughs> we definitely fucking do. great. I love that he called about. He should be. Somebody. He said. He said, be. he said two people control forty percent. Yeah. Of the wealth. That, that's an insane figure. It's Bezos and Elon Musk, right? Yeah. But it seems like Elon Musk is at least trying to do good things. Yeah, Bezos, Bezos is just, it's just going a, to space he, with he's space a sack with his of shit. Elon Musk is going to space too, but I think Elon Musk is going to space for They could solve the world. Reason. They could solve so many of the world's problems out of their own pocket and still be wealthy at the end of it. I just I, I don't know if money change I guess money changes you, but I've said this before and I'm quite sure of this. If I got that amount of money I know what I would do with it. I would just be here, 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 here. I don't need all this shit. Just, you know, it would actually, it would lower my stress level because I have a massive guilt complex. Be like, I don't need all these cars. You know, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But there's also lots of other rich people that aren't doing anything either. Sure. So I, I'm not letting them off the hook. Um, I, but I do think at least Musk is trying to do something. He's going to try to give the world free internet. He's going to. That's um, nice. He's trying to terraform fucking Mars. They, well, that's for him. <laughs> that's for. Um, that's that's to satisfy his own massive ego and to give us a, give the rich people an out when they've used this place up. It's like Blade Runner, that big fucking dirigible going around the fucking cities. Start anew at the off-world colonies. You well, know? you haven't watched <laughs> Don't Look Up yet. You would love Don't Look Up. Yeah, I think you would. Sure. Because it's uh, its criticisms are right along with your politics, and it also know. bites it also bites your side a little bit too. How ever how the uh, the right can be so dismissive of anything, and mm-hmm. the left can be so out of control, passionate about everything. Right, it bites everybody a little bit, but it's definitely a little bit more biting toward the right. Well, I mean, uh, but Which it, it should be, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, as I said before, I think I do consider myself left, but I do. I've said this before when comparing the, you know, the, the cons of the two groups, the left just has a complete misunderstanding of how things work. They certainly, they do. don't have nuts and bolts ideas about it. Why do you need a gun? That's the one. Yeah. Why, why does anybody need a gun? I, I guess. Yeah. That's, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> because I live on planet Earth with dwindling resources and crazy people. I live, you know, I live 15 miles outside of the nearest town and my nearest neighbor is four miles away. Right. A cop isn't getting here just in case somebody decides to try to steal my cows or whatever it is. And not only that, but uh, when civilization collapses, and it will, I oh, want to yeah. <laughs> have guns to be able to shoot the things I need to eat. Yeah. So and that's that's a legitimate. That try to take the things. Exactly. That that's yeah. a legitimate, you know. And also, I don't think I'm super hard left. I think I'm fairly left no, middle. I've kind of shoved you a little bit toward the middle. Me and John have shoved yeah, you that's true. closer to maybe not even... It's you're one of those weird people that is uh, um, hard left on some things and completely libertarian on a lot of things. Yeah, drugs. Which, you know, I prostitution. Could, you know. I can be persuaded to be- become a bleeding heart, frothing sure. at the mouth liberal. I, I can, can be persuaded, but I've not gotten a good, a good um, 
Education. I but listen to like, mostly libertarian podcasts. But it's like the causes. Okay. The one I wanted to think about, I was thinking about the other day, is um, I, was, I got into a discussion with somebody about the one of the pipelines. Why did they shut that pipeline down? I said, because it's on Native American land. It's going to poison their water. And they wouldn't route it into a white city. And they kind of shrugged. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, as upset, I got really upset about that and like almost consumed with it. And then I'm sitting there thinking, you know, these people can solve their, can solve their own problems. They don't need one more person, you know, who's, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not living in the lap of fucking Shangri-La around here, no. but, you know, I'm definitely more, have more, you know, opportunities and stuff than they do. They don't need somebody else, you know, fighting their battles for them. And that's one of the things they say is like, we can fight our own battles, you know, but I just get so upset at the United States government at the duplicity when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, sicking dogs on them and using water cannons and shit that they do. You yeah, know, it's the crazy. irony of yeah, using exactly. water cannons. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking nuts. And that, that part got me so fucking consumed with it. And I just thought the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm still an advocate. I'm still what we would call an ally. But at the same time, I can't keep doing that. I'm like, it's not my place. It's, so, at a certain point, it becomes patronizing and infantilizing. Sure, it does. And, and I, I don't um, think you've ever really broached that point, but mm-hmm. I've seen lots of people do it. Sure. Like I saw those <laughs> poor Indians. Just I know they're people, man. They're people. I saw uh, yeah. a Twitter thread, like a woman um, proposing that there's a black only Twitter so they, they're they not interrupted by white space, white people in their space. And I'm just like, you're so you want. <sighs> Segregation. We've discussed this before. <laughs> so, what I, well, I've said this with different issues. They want exactly the same things, just for different reasons. Yeah, there's a very good. We've sketch. all said that at one point or another. There's a very good sketch um, by Ryan Long. He's a Canadian now. American. I don't know if he's a citizen. Dual yet. citizenship. I don't know if he's gotten citizenship yet. That takes a while. Sure. There, I was listening to one Canadian comedian. He's lived here 10 years on a work visa, green card. He got married, which could have got him citizenship. Mm-hmm. But he said he wanted to do it the right way because he wanted to be fucking American. He wanted to take the test and get all 100 questions right and do the right. whole thing. He wanted to be so, fucking American. Things that actual Americans yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You would be surprised at the amount of immigrants that know far more about us than we do. It's I amazing. wouldn't actually. <laughs> well, uh, We're talking the about royal me. you, the royal you, yeah, yeah, exactly. like the listener. The, the, our listeners don't know shit, right? So, <laughs> sorry, listeners. Yeah, I'm not. Fuck you. I'm going to try that. Uh, it was one of his more um, famous sketches. He's got a special out now on YouTube called "White Immigrant," 45 minutes long. Okay. The, the woke racist when wokes and racists actually get along agree. but turns out we kind of agree on everything your, your racial, racial identity, identity is the most important thing, thing. everything should be looked at through the lens of race jinx you owe me a coke Damn. we both have a lot of opinions about people of color even though we barely know any i say colored people but as long as we're classified <laughs> minorities are a united group who think the same and act the same i've seen this and guy before he's great i don't want to lose your black card sorry i don't know i just think we should roll, roll back, back discrimination laws so we can hire based on race again jinx now you owe me a coke hey tell him what you told me yesterday white actors should only do voices for white cartoon character. Been saying that for years. Stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree. It is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial <laughs> dating. All 
I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? Did Boomer put you up to this? <laughs> you know that taco place is white owned? White people should be making white foods like Kraft macaroni and cheese, no seasoning, not even salt. It's like he's a mind reader. I mean, I've been pushing for segregation forever, and my man does what? I created an improv comedy show exclusively for ethnic people. Guy segregates comedy on my birthday. White people need to stop wearing dreadlocks, and they need to stop appropriating black people's music. Shaved heads and country music, the way God intended. You know all white people are racist. I'm listening. Even if you have a black wife <laughs> or a black group, you're still really racist. You know we just kicked a guy out of the organization for having a black girlfriend, but if you can promise me he's still really racist, we'll consider letting him back in. Black, black people should only shop, shop at black businesses. businesses. I guess the only thing we really disagree about is I think white people are the root of all evil. But what did I tell you, though? If we can narrow that down to a certain group of tiny-hatted white people, I think we can come to an understanding. <laughs> Technically, I don't consider Jewish people white Neither do I. <laughs> that's something, uh, that is, that's something I agree with. You don't consider Jewish, Jewish people white? No. Um, Their culture's different. It's a completely different thing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying that that makes it that I'm saying that because I think that people use that as a as a device to, you know, discount what they've gone, you know, what they've gone through and stuff like that. Like, or just you're just another group of white people. I'm like, no, it's the, doesn't quite work that way. If you know history, no, it doesn't ask work the that Germans way. if they think they're white. <laughs> well, ask <laughs> ask Europe. Anybody a not on the coasts? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> of ask, America. Ask all the countries that enacted pogroms if they think they're white. Ask somebody, they don't. Ask any person you see in the town of Cincinnati if they think Jewish people are white. <laughs> it's a hell of a town to choose. No, no, it's the first one that came to my head. I'm imagining Johnny, it rolls off. The I'm imagining Johnny Fever having an anti-Semitic <laughs> rant now. <laughs> How you doing, babies? <laughs> we got to get these <laughs> the annual turkey drop. <laughs> God, that was such a good show. Yeah, it's so it. underrated. Remember they brought it back a little for it a little sucked. bit in the mid '80s. There. It was terrible. I know, but my dad made us watch it. I mean, it was a, it was an attempt. They've always they, they got nice. Herb Tarlick to come back. They did get Herb Tarlick to come back. He was like the heart and soul of the show. He yes, was he was funny actually. He was really funny. But yeah, there's a Les Nassman came back for it too. Yeah, and so Doctor Johnny Fever. Did they all come back for it? I think everybody Venus, came back. I think even Venus Flytrap came back. Lonnie, I don't know if Lonnie Anderson Lonnie, came back. She might not. Have. Bailey Quarters. It was the new. WKRP. I was a, I was a Bailey Quarters. I was in the Bailey Quarters camp. I thought she was way hotter. Bailey Quarters. That's Let's look up old Bailey Quarters. There was an episode where she came in. B A I L E Y, I'm guessing. Quarters. Yeah. Q U A R T E. I mean, just, just quarters. Okay. A little bit nerdier. Yeah, but one time she came in. Um, she had. Uh, they, they, there was a rumor to her and Johnny hooked up. I think they might even had. And she came in in like a. I think it was a Motorhead t shirt or something. And she had her hair down. And I remember being a little kid like. Black Death. Ugh. Oh, I found it for you, baby. God, I remember I seeing can, that one as a kid. I was like, oh. I can tell your pants are getting tighter. She's got a big old butt. Look at that. Oh, she was built like a brick shit house. Look at her. They just covered her up. She was. Yeah, she was playing the little mousy yeah. gal. She was very, like, silly and um, she was very, uh, what do you call it, earnest, like overly earnest about everything. Was she scared stupid? <laughs> She talked about giving people bumpers. There's one, baby. Good lord, a lot of titties in that. Picture. I'm sorry, but she's just way hotter than Lonnie Anderson. I can see that. I, I'm not disagreeing. I think Lonnie Anderson's hot too. Oh, course. absolutely, she was beautiful. Yeah, but uh, Bailey Quarters or uh, Jan Smithers looks. Uh, I think she's still a little more natch. 
Oh, definitely. I think she's still living. She probably still looks great. Let's see if Jan Smithers is still living. Jan Smithers. The guy who played Gary, uh, the, the, the basically focus of the show, he, like, she's still around, 72 years old. I bet she looks great. Here's the most recent picture I can find. She looks great. Not terrible. Yeah. Real pretty older lady. Um, I'd fucking separate her hip. Neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, that was, as far as uh, favorite things, I think that was pretty much it this week. I haven't watched. I've got plans to watch. i got to finish up Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. I'm on season three, so I just need to finish it. Um, it's so funny. It's it's great. I, I, I mean, they, it's completely outlandish. They've just come out of the cat skills, so I'm, you know... <laughs> She's just, she had that, they were all fasting and then none of them cared like she was revealing that she's a stand-up comedian because they're all so fucking hungry. And Kevin Pollock, of course, who is the most obnoxious fucking stereotype. I mean, he's just, it's hilarious that he's doing that. It's, it is, it's hilarious. They're, everything about that. You show. know, he agreed to do that because of that. He's just yeah. like, he's like, I want to play if I'm going to play obnoxious. Herb, his name Herb. Yeah. No, his name's Moisha. Moisha, yeah. yeah. He's like, play. I want to play every stereotype, you know, because yeah. he's, because I can get away with exactly. It. And he's he's so good at it. And he and he's like, tell a joke. She's like, I don't really tell jokes. Yeah, comedian doesn't tell jokes. <laughs> 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 then she tells a joke. He's like, not funny. <laughs> also, he's a comedian. And how, oh, and he's how a many times one. has he he's gotten a- gotten that? Tell tell me a joke if you're a comedian. Okay, it's just like me. Absolutely. Sing me a song. No. Yeah, I mean it's I hate that shit. That's that's kind of that's uh that's calling your bluff in a very insulting way. It's not bluff, it's calling you out in a, in a very insulting way. You know, I guess you're not that funny. I was just like, I guess you're a cocksucker. Um No, Kevin Pollock was an excellent comedian. Oh, he's great. He's one of my favorite great impressions. One of my favorite oh tremendous impressions. I um I grew up being a massive, a pretty massive fan of his. Um I don't know, I was watching I started watching Patton Oswalt's uh, one of the, he actually was at one point, I hate to say it and I love him and he's great, but he was spot on when he said that if people start clapping, he's like, let's not use that up. He's like, there's a, about the last third of it. This, yeah. He, he kind of fell apart, you know, and I think he knew that. And, um, you know, the beginning though was really strong. He came out talking about brec- with breakfast one? cereal. Um, was it the, one of the more, it was the newest ones? one. Because he uh, he had, he talked about getting married to Meredith Salinger and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, um, have you seen Louis' newest ones? No. I need I, to watch it. I own them. Yeah. They're good. I'm sure. Louis is Louis. He's, he's a fucking great comedian. He's man. slinging, man. He's the best in the world, probably, if you ask me. Uh, but I think Pat Northwell was talking about him on this past special. It's possible. Because he was saying he was like the jerking off thing to people who don't want to see it. I was like, Patton. It's fine, Patton. It's fine. Like the thing with Dave Chappelle, he's just, I think he's so afraid to lose what he's got. I think that's what it is. Because he he makes most of his money doing actual acting and voiceover and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's one wrong step when you're working for Disney. And you're done. You're done. And he knows it. And plus, he's got a a daughter that's grown up. and, Mm -hmm. And she's of that generation. So she might... You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she might. You have to be careful what you say and stuff because they don't. You don't want them to have a, a thought about you. I mean, that I've I told Aaron and Elena this. 
that changes a kid changes everything. Mm-hmm. And I know they did that on Family Guy where Brian was like, Oh, you have no idea. But you really don't. I mean I'm sure. until you're stuck in that position and then you really have to make those calls. You know, that's one thing I don't like about Family Guy. I love Family Guy, it's funny and all that stuff. I don't like the fact that they call out they literally call out everybody. So if you like anything or you're for anything and all that stuff, yeah. they make fun of you for it. And I'm sitting there thinking thinking about Seth McFarlane, like, well, what the fuck are you for? You know, are you are you do you like anything? Do you you know what I mean? It's like his Twitter account's pretty lefty. I'm sure. Pretty, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about anything and yeah. everything. Yeah. They, they have to call it out. Yeah. Well, so does South Park. But yes, they're, they're remarkably they do consistent. It, they do it in a more consistent and skillful fashion, I think. Although some of those jokes in fucking family guy, they are fucking funny. They are. When it they, still gets me. When, when Lois and Peter were got in an argument over her hair and they kept on trying to up the ante and they're, they're sitting there going, Peter's like, <sighs> he's like, I'm going <laughs> to, what'd she say? She said, I'm going to rededicate my life to Christ. Gross. <laughs> I'm going to get into Halloween, like really into it. I'm like, I'm into Halloween. <laughs> South Park is always, I mean, there's some misses here and there, but I uh, overall, pretty much every episode is funny. It's quotable. And it, I can't think of any misses really. There really aren't. I mean, I'm sure there are if I would go back and I have watched the first 11 seasons back yeah. completely. Um, I'm sure if I go back and look like, well, there was a miss there with the uh, man bear pig. And then they brought him back later to admit they were wrong, like about climate change or whatever it was. Right, right. So um, that's part of the imagination land thing. But they always, even if they do get something wrong, they'll make fun of themselves for it later. Well, and I also like the fact that they you can, if you notice, sometimes the voices will split. I think they have splits over what they think, and some of the the, uh, the voices that Trey does will go one position, and the voice that Matt does will do it will go another yeah. position. I think that's on purpose. Yeah, to show that you know we disagree about these things, so we're going to bring it into this. Like there was one of them where. <laughs> Cartman is about the Chinese and just. Uh, Kyle just walks up the screen. He's like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out. And he walks away. <laughs> um, my favorite things getting back into playing electric guitar has been fun. Awesome. It's a completely different instrument than an acoustic. Um, trying to get my old pedals working. I put my tube screamer, which is the uh, greatest overdrive pedal the world has ever known. Or the tube screamer. I'm. I'm. It's crazy how much I know about music and not yeah. able to play a fucking note. It is the greatest overdrive pedal, and it's been sitting dormant for about 10 years, and I try to hook it back up, and it doesn't work. I don't know why. Nothing's happened to it. Dust. Maybe if I clean it out, it'll work. Well, it's uh, also known as, what do they call it, entropy. Yeah. If you don't use something, entropy increases. So I looked it up, and there's a a company called Joyo that makes off-brand pedals, and I watched some some reviews of it. of them there's they have a tube screamer clone for like 36 dollars mm-hmm. and i watched the video on it it sounds pretty fucking good it sounds pretty close to the tube screamer so i'm thinking about getting that i don't know why i'm never gonna play live whenever we me and jeremy record this thing um they have amp and pedal modeling to where we can make it sound like literally whatever we want all right but for some reason I want it all to come out of that amp. I mean, that's just something you like to do. I'm through rationalizing things. Yeah. 
And if I can get something that sounds awesome for thirty five bucks, I might just do it. It's like me. I'm gonna. I'm soon. I'm gonna buy a Nintendo Switch again because I want one. Right. You on. know, so <laughs> I'm saving up for whenever uh, PS fives become more available. Actually, what I could I do, have enough right now, and I've thought crypto. about that is I could put what I would spend on a Switch in cash, and then put the rest for the PS five on credit. But I try not to run my credit up. I mean, I'm very conscious of keeping my credit under control because I've seen it ruin so many people's lives. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry it reminded me that it was on either on Family Guy or the Cleveland show when something happened and it says break glass in case of something that breaks it and these black ladies come walking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um trying to think of other things uh, uh god damn it i don't think i've done or watched anything cool this week um oh there's a you remember the movie uh, straight out of compton yeah left lots of details out of that remember uh michelle a yeah she was the she sang on a lot of the nwa records mm, she and she, she, had, her, she actually had a hit no more lies. Hit no more lies, which mm-hmm. I listened to last night. Uh. <laughs> because there's a movie called Surviving Compton about her story of that era, where she was um, one of Dre's slam pieces. And you ever hear her speaking voice? Yes, it's like super high, super high like- and squeaky. But when she sings, she's like, <laughs> yeah. But I want there's a movie on Netflix about her, it, whatever, and. um it was like Dre just couldn't wait to beat the fuck out of her. He <laughs> beat know? her up? Oh, yeah. According to her. He says he didn't. He's a. I've, he's always struck me as kind of a fuck. He's a homophobic piece of shit, too. So he's gay. Um, Possibly. By the time he met her, um, he'd already had like five kids with five different baby mamas. And then, he, of course, he knocks her up. And... Um, the the way the movie shows that it, it's hilarious. She's working in a department store, hanging up coats and singing. And the guy's like, "Hey, we need a, a vocalist on uh, on this track. Our, our female vocalist dropped out. And uh, could you come to the studio? You sound great." And when she answers him, she does her high squeaky voice. And he's like, "Man, your speaking voice is way different than your singing voice." She goes, "Everybody's is." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's like in the biopic. Oh. She gets in the studio. Here's the lyrics. Just make the melody your own. And she goes in there and improvises over it. And they're like, my God, she's doing it. Yeah. She's really, really, doing it. really in that fucking- one take. <laughs> yeah. This is probably Perfect. complete or shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody gets it right in one take. Right. Well, very few times. Very few. But very it does happen. Very few. Back in the day, maybe you had to get it right in one or two takes because you uh, what they What they say, what they call it, say about Randy Travis, one take Randy. That's possible. Well, because he had to get it because that's the only time he could get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you didn't get it then, you weren't getting it. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, back then, you didn't have as many takes to work with because everything was on and tape. And you didn't have auto-tune. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about auto-tune yet. I think if, I think it's just like anything. It's it, a tool it, that can be used. Right. Be used. Synthesizers. People were saying synthesizers were the death of music. Yeah. They, they were just the same a, thing about hip-hop. Thing, you know? Synthesizers are great. I mean, Fucking I love- all that new wave. Yeah, fucking. Uh, I mean, but there were some terrible things that came out. I mean, Starship was n- notably yeah. on the bad side of over, that. really overused it. They barely had music. I mean, it was all 
<laughs> but then you got Bob O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You've heard Bob O'Reilly. You no. Okay, hold on. It's the Who. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, the, you had he just typed in his guru's you, name. You had Joe Jack. You had Joe Jackson. Yeah, stepping out. You had uh, ding, ding. flock of seagulls. You had um, uh, pet shop boys. Dun, 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 pet shop boys. Take on me. Yeah. Aha. Yeah. There was all kinds of great synthesizer music. It's one of my favorite parts of uh, Last of Us Part Two is when she sits down and starts playing that on the acoustic. Yeah. It's Fucking great. dude, I'm. You got to play it. I'm surprised you haven't played that game. I don't have uh, my PS. I was going to give it. Kind of sucks. Right. I was going to give give you mine so you could play it. Your PS4. Mm-hmm. Is, is, are you not using it? Mm, not really. I mean, I can watch my TV shows on my on my Kindle Fire. I keep it fully charged. Hmm. Mm. I'd have to do some cleaning out to be able to re-download it. Don't worry about it. I um, might get it at some point. I mean, I own the game. I mean, I just have to download it off my li- library. I think I'm starting prey again, but I get sucked into that, and it's fucking weeks of God. I love that game, but hmm. trying to think. Oh yeah, the uh, uh, eventually she gets hooked up with Suge. Uh, this Michelle A. She gets hooked up with Suge Knight, and that goes to shit too. And she finally stands up for herself. Suge goes goes to prison in like 1996 till 2001, and. Death Row kind of falls apart, but he leaves her in charge of Death Row for some reason during that time. Like she's the she's running Death Row, and like what experience does she have? And during all of this, from 1988 through 2001, they're promising that they're going to finish her album. She never got to make an album. <laughs> she just made a couple. She singles. had a single, yeah, yeah, and it was a hit. No More Lies was a hit, a huge hit. Do 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 I like when she talked in that song. You know, it's his grown Pinocchio. Yeah, it was great. I'm wondering if I can get away with playing a little bit. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a rough one. That's her voice. Dre hated this. Did he? Because she wrote the lyrics right after she found out he was messing up, messing around on her. I don't and think I've ever really liked Dre very much. I think he's a. Piece I like of a shit. lot of his music, but I don't oh, think fuck I like him. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of synthesizers, Jesus Christ, yeah. that motherfucker. But I just, I think he's always struck me as kind of being kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, me too. I mean, it seems I, like it's it. like uh, Ice Cube. I despise Ice Cube. I can't stand him. So, what about Snoop? Do you love Snoop? Snoop's awesome. Snoop. He's, he's the fucking best. He's dude. worked his way into being a, America's black guy. He's well. I mean, <laughs> yes, I guess everybody I mean, loves him. But I, I'm just, I don't. Ice like, Cube, I don't like because, and same reason I don't like Dre. I think they're fairly racist people, and I think that they're you know, Ice Cube especially just positive, always. I'm I'm a tough guy. I'm like how tough can you be? I don't think either. I'm a very tough. No, I think Snoop might have been. Snoop played football and was good. Yeah, and also now if you watch him, he's uh, he's training in martial arts and Is he's, he? yeah, he's got a little bit of pop on his punches and stuff. It's not bad. It's not bad. Imagine him fucking. Got a big fatty for he's six foot right, six, eighty seven pounds. <laughs> yeah. He can he fights at Adam weight, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does. He got a little bit of pop on his punches. It ain't, sure, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. It ain't great. He just strikes me as a very even from the beginning as a very like sunny and and good personality. You know what I mean? I don't think he fit in much with the Death Row crew. I, n- I never thought he fit in with them very much. I mean, I thought he fit in pretty well with the Cash Money crew. 
or not cash money, the no limit, no, oh God. no limit crew. That's so fucking garbage, dude. That music was so fucking bad. Yes, it was, but it was a masterclass on how to build a business. Mm-hmm. Keep everything in your own, in your own. I mean, selling selling records, making millions out of selling out of the trunks of cars. I, I always respected Master P's business acumen and his intelligence, but I despised his fucking music. Never liked it. It was so bad. Make him say, uh, one day. Uh, it's no. just fucking stupid. Yeah. Most hip hop is, most music is stupid, not just hip hop. Most music is I stupid. I disagree. There was a lot of good hip hop, especially around that era. You had, you know, you had Tribe. Still, you had fucking. Most of it is stupid. Not Tribe. I'm saying just most music in general. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll like Especially that. stuff I'll that wants to be popular. Right. We're not getting a whole lot of uh, Bob Dylan's nowadays. No, we're not. Hitting the charts. No, we're not. Not a whole lot of Beatles. Not a whole lot of Rage Against the Machines hitting the charts. It's odd that you chose them. I never thought you were a big fan. Rage? Mm-hmm. Love Rage. I, just, I don't listen to it much anymore because right. I'm, I'm not really ragey that much. Uh, yeah, that's me too. It's like with Tool. I mean, I'll go on a, t- I'll go on a tear while I listen to a bunch of Tool and then I'm just like, I'm done. I can, oh, okay. I can hang it back up. Let's give this another year. <laughs> yeah. I need to step to out it. of the ennui because I'm sick of being sad and upset about things. I like uh, I like the riffs. I like the I like Zach De La Roca's flow. I like dude. Uh, they the were bass, the drums. There needs to be a, a like a movie or a documentary about them. Like a, a a decent, good documentary about Rage Against the Machine that they don't write themselves. Absolutely. Well, like, but they did like the Pearl Jam thing. Like a okay, an honest like an documentary. documentary. Yes, yeah. and and asking p- pointed questions and things like that. They did they did that to Pearl Jam. They were just like then Pearl Jam did it themselves. Exactly, and they have to be willing to do that. I think Zach Della Rocha is a very, if I'm reading him right, a very caustic personality, though. He's wickedly intelligent and very principled. And I think that's one of the reasons the band broke up, because he was he felt that they were going in a direction that he didn't want them to go in. So um, they were making money and being. Yeah, they were headlining these festivals. Part of the establishment, and he didn't yeah. like that. I mean, and I was just like, well, but you, I can attest to at least one person personally. One firsthand account of somebody's life they changed mine. I mean, I started. I'm my political opinions are almost directly related to the fact that the, the things they told me and through their videos and and you know social awareness and things like that. I mean, it's. I mean, just on their first album, using the uh, the picture of the monks uh, doing the self immolation. Dude, nowadays they came out, they'd be targeted. They would be people would be taking shots at them, and I don't think. I think that became more of a th- like, oh, look how badass that is. No, that they use that for a reason, and it's not because it's badass. It's because they were protesting against something, right? And that whole entire album is protesting against the thing those uh, those monks were protesting against. Absolutely, but guys like me and you in 1993 were like, that's so fucking badass, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, even and it guys, is badass. I, t- I mean, I tell you, who said they were a big fan of them? I've probably heard this. Paul Ryan was a big Rage Against the Machine fan. Yeah, and. Uh, I think it was never uh, listened to lyrics. Apparently, well, yeah, I was thinking. I think that Tom Morello said something like, um, "I can do without you being a fan of mine." You know? <laughs> um, what else have I seen? Listened to, watched. Um, oh, the they put out the uh, scene from the Batman. The Joker scene where he goes in and tries to get the Joker to help him profile. Who's playing the Joker? Uh, Barry Keegan, Cogan, Cohen, Keegan. Oh, the kid from uh, the Eternals. Yeah, it's the it's the you know the scene at the end where 
he's talking to the <laughs> Riddler. He uh, it's like a five minute scene with Batman interviewing the Joker, and it's a different Joker. It's completely different, and we're, they're still not calling him the Joker, but he's the Joker. Yeah, um, very good scene. Good that they cut it. Didn't need it. Right. It would it would have taken the complete fire away from the the Riddler because everybody would be like, oh shit, there's going to be a Joker in this universe. Well, the Riddler was always well. With the exception of a couple storylines, um, second banana. He, in Arkham, he was a fairly major villain. Um, the Arkham games, uh, though, in Hush, he was a red herring. Um, they didn't do that on the cartoon, which I was extremely upset about. All the uh, movie version, the yes, cartoon movie, because Hush in the in the comic books is is his friend Tommy, that one of the guy he was hanging out with. Tommy's a lunatic. And he killed his family when he was a kid, and then because he wanted to be Bruce Wayne, and then he surgically altered himself to look like, to look like Bruce Wayne. There's a part in the Arkham games where he comes in and sits down, and you think it's Bruce Wayne. And I, and I knew from the way they were structuring the scene. I'm pretty again. I think I'm pretty good at picking out story. I was like, I was like, that's Hush, and he sat down. I was like, nailed it. You know, mm. I, I knew it was him because it just seemed odd. It was kind of like stuck in the middle there. It was a weird. I remember that. It was a weird, like it was from a weird angle that you it were was, watching. He's it like from. He had his back to him, his back to him, and then he was like, and he was having trouble recognizing people and like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, blah blah blah, this and that. And then he sat down and the camera panned around to him. Was like, I knew before then. I was like, that's hush. And when it turned out, I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. So. It was a, Hush was a great villain, man. That was one of the best, one of the best fucking Batman storylines ever. I mean, it was, a, it was Jim Lee wrote that and illustrated it, so that was that was a good one. The uh, this version of the Joker has some sort of skin disease, and some of it also looks like he's done it to himself. Mm. Like they don't show him completely, right? Even in the the new scene that they've released, like he's got like lesions and warts and like his face is mangled up like it's and also we don't know that he's going to be a major player but just to know that he's there right and in his in batman's first year there was a run-in with him and because whenever he walks in it's almost our first anniversary together right yeah that type of thing Mm -hmm. i'd like to see what happened there but don't show me that, I guess, because I'm trying to think of the Batman year one storyline and I don't recall. See, that's, that's the thing. Batman year one, had they again done a shot for shot remake of the cartoon is automatically top five DC movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's more about Jim Gordon than it is really about Batman. You know, it's him coming to this town and the fucking horrible corruption and, you know, dealing with all that shit and, you know, Brian Cranston played his voice for fuck's sake. I mean, it, it was, was awesome. It's as good as it gets. So it's awesome. Um, other things. Um, I get to play in the doubles disc golf tournament tomorrow. Me and JMO, the fairway win, we'll ride again. It's going to be cold as fuck tomorrow, man. It's going to suck. Yeah. We'll live. I hope. Maybe we'll die. <laughs> I don't think uh, it's going to be that extreme. Yeah. Well, we got to drive there and back. It's not going to snow. Yeah. It's just going to be shitty. I mean, right now it's sunny out, but it's just cold as shit. And it's snowing. 
That was snowing a little bit ago. It's not now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just life in general. It's a favorite thing, I suppose. Just enjoying this time. Yeah. Just uh, being alive during multiple historic events, life-changing things. It's like the old. None of them make anything better. No, they make things markedly worse. Yes. Uh, it's like the old Chinese. May you live in interesting times. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those tongue-in-cheek blessings. May you live in interest. Oh, man, we sure are. I mean, if things, I think we might see, I, I got to be honest, I think we might see the only other nuke loosed in our lifetime. I think that Putin's going to use a tactical nuke. That will spell the end of him. And he knows it. Yeah, there was an article I shared about New York Times, I think, about how good nukes, tactical nukes are, and how we can, and I put the caption, how I learned to, to stop bomb. worrying and love, love the bomb. bomb yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, fucking love God, Dr. Strange. It is a wild, Slim Pickens. riding the fuck. Slim Pickens is so fucking good in that. <laughs> Did you say pl- wing attack plan R? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a uh, consent manufacturing machine. Go burr. It's just like they're prepping us for us to go to nuclear war. Right. With Russia using not using big, big boy boom baddies, big fatty boom baddie bombs. But but a tactical nuke is as powerful as Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Yeah. But that's what they're prepping us for. They've been told this is this is my Alex Jones brain thinking, which it's obvious that they're they're told what to. There's like here's what's what we're thinking. So please disseminate this with tact and don't right. freak everybody there's out. Like, there's at least a, a small bit of that. I think so. Yeah, and they do it with Hollywood. They do sure. it with everything. I mean, there's a reason why the Marvel movies are so pro government usually they they give them a little bit of uh a little bit of uh these guys in the government are bad but in the end these guys the rest of the guys are good same thing with the batman um, i i guess but i, I always thought that captain america storyline was fairly anti-government i mean of course 40s pro-government you yeah know, when we were fighting something that deserved to be fought you know but then especially in winter soldier when that whole thing was going down and he was being targeted by the United States government. You know, it was, but in the end, it was just, they a root, root it, out. Was, it was a rogue element of the government. They as, root out those. Right. Yeah, right. You know it was just I mean? getting at the rogue element as opposed to, if we were, if we were to root out all the bad people and all the governments, we would the have world, nobody left. There'd be nobody left. And then there'd be like, who's going to run this place. And none of the people that would actually be good at it want to do it. Right. So we're like, no, thank you. Um, it's like the, it, <laughs> Oddly enough, reading that book about Rome and and you know he's talking about the Roman political situation. The the political situation in Rome is almost identical at some points to the political situation. They're not even attempting to hide bribery and stuff like that in the Roman Empire. Was not even attempt was not even really attempted to be hidden. No, it, it had become part of the system eventually. Yeah. So, so that? that's what we're doing now. A lot of these senators are. Not even attempting to, they're not and not and they're not acknowledging it, but they're not denying it either. It's just you know? like um, I, I, I'll, I'll listen to anybody that that lobbies for me. It's like that means you'll listen to anybody that's giving you money. Yeah, well, that's hundred dollar handshake, hundred million dollar handshake. Yeah, I look at fucking uh, 
all these senators that get paid one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year that have been senators for forty years, and somehow they're worth four hundred fifty million dollars. Like, what do you? How are you doing that? They get paid two hundred thousand dollars a year. All two. Okay, never mind. Instead of one hundred twenty-five. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm the you could amass four hundred fifty million that that way. Then no, 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 no. I'm just saying that you know your figure was off by. You know, that's that. I'm saying that's a big salary. It is, know? but I'm not saying no. I'm not saying you can't amass that fortune by doing that. No way. No. But, but I'm saying but I, the reason I know that is because one of my, my one of my most despised uh, uh, political pundits, Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. gets paid one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year to do nothing. Mm-hmm. She does absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So, so they're paying the Senate two hundred thousand easy. So oh, I think it might even be two fifty. It's a, it's it's not like it's outlandish, but it's up but it's like what are you doing for that? I mean, I can get paid if I hustle. I can get paid a hundred thousand, um, but I have to hustle. Yeah, you got to work sixty, seventy a week. What is happening? A telephone call? It's a fucking. You know, I can tell you were born in the ninety or seventies. You still use your telephone as a telephone. It's a seventies too. It's a telemarketer. Yeah, I was born. Should have answered 70s. it, dude. We'd have put it right on there. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Anymore. I always do that. It's always the same one. This is a recorded line, Sheila. Can you hear me? It's like, if it's a recorded line, why are you fucking? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's multiple, like uh, Pelosi. She's worth a billion dollars. She's, Dan, she's awful. Dan Crenshaw, awful. I mean, I want to like the guy. He gave an eye for, yeah. I don't want to say our country, but for what he, maybe he thought he was over there. I always thought Dan, Dan Crenshaw had a, Small amount of principles. I think he does, but also right. Tulsi Gabbard. Got to get that money. I still like Tulsi, but she is she's gone off the edge, man. That I thought she was completely anti-war. Yeah, and she's not. She's uh, she's she's just against the regime change wars. It's uh, the war on terror. She's still cool with, and I guess since she might have been the military might change her mind about that type of thing. I don't know, but I don't. I like mean, her. I like her personally, of course, but God damn it, man. Three times in a row. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's starting to get a little bit. I get I get ten of those calls a day. Mm, I get I get maybe four a week, something like that. And I never. I really should start suing them. You know if they, they you, know, you know if they bother if you tell them to quit calling and they and they and they keep calling, you can sue them for each incident. Hmm. There was a woman who it was destroying their lives, her and her daughter. So she sued them, and they went back and found each call. They got like three million dollars. It was just like. And they had to write a formal apology and all kinds of stuff. I mean, but it was the, what she was describing was really invasive and bad. Like it was really huh. bad. Um. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do with all these fucking politicians. I don't like them. I don't like any of them. I don't like the ones we have here. I don't like the ones we have there. I don't like the ones we have anywhere. I don't. I don't. Uh, we're as I said, before, you know, talked about before. We're in a one of those eras of politics where. Not only do you have just rife corruption, but you have just gross fucking dereliction, gross, you know, negligence, you know, just unable or and, and just too stupid to do their jobs. I mean, I'm not trashing anybody who gets a GED. You went and got it. That's actually an accomplishment. But Lauren Boebert dropped out of high school. And she's she's in Congress. Marjorie Taylor Greene is an idiot, and she's in Congress. You know, 
I, I always grasp to find somebody on the left to balance it, but I'm sorry, there's nobody on the left that's as stupid as, as either one of those two. I really don't believe that. I believe there's people on the left that are more naive, that are as naive, mm-hmm. but I don't believe that anybody, that that's that per, particular brand of right-wing stupid where you can't even be taught because fancy book learning is something that you're not, you know what I mean? Like she's, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a legitimate moron. She said instead of Gestapo, she said Gaspacho. Yeah, that's great. Hello, hello. Nothing. I'm getting fucking mad, man. That, that's getting really ridiculous. It's really. It's really. Actually, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and block the number. I should have done that right off the yeah. fucking bat. Just keep. They just keep. Like four calls within a minute, yeah, two minutes. There. And here it is again. Put it on speaker. Hello. Hi there. This is Jennifer. I recorded line calling for Medicare rewards. Can you hear me? It's always that. Fuck off. <laughs> is it the same number over and over? Yes. Three T two three two two eighty five fifteen. Block. Block and report. Look, that's six fucking calls. Man. Six fucking calls. How do I report it? I don't know. Report. There we go. AT&T call protect. Oh, another thing that happened. Uh, Taylor Hawkins died. Oh, the drummer from uh, Foo Fighters. From Foo Fighters. Uh, Alanis Morissette's first album. He was the drummer. Really? Yeah. I really liked his drumming on uh, the first two Foo Fighters albums. And the joke there is he didn't play drums on those. Dave Grohl played every instrument on both of those. That's crazy. <laughs> no, but he's still a great drummer. Great guy, too, it seems. And he died yesterday sometime while they were in Bogota, Colombia, getting ready to play at a festival of some sort. It sucks. He seemed like a great dude. It's drugs, more than likely. It's possible. I mean, I'm saying it's rock star lifestyle. Is, it, 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 I'm not saying that it's all like that, but I'm saying that significantly. Could have got some ups, bad coke. Yeah, ups the ante in that. He's in Colombia. You'd think you'd be able to get some good Coke in Colombia, too. Straight off the vine. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> if they're lacing it with fentanyl down there where it's born, dude, what's going Why on? Why are they lacing it with that? Well, what I it's hear. It's killing people. What I hear is one cartel will get a hold of another cartel stash and they'll lace it with fentanyl. So whenever it gets out to the public, people will be like, oh, no, we can't have there from that cartel. We'll start Makes buying sense. from this cartel. Or. Which is more likely they're not cleaning the tables off after they cut other stuff, and other stuff is getting in with the coke. Well, there's also the, of course there, they do cut the coke. There with is baby that. Powder that's and, just bad business. It's terrible business. I mean, I, I'm all for drugs being legalized, you know, and all those things. That, see, that's another thing. People don't seem to understand. If you would just make them legal and 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 control them, none of this shit would happen anymore. You'd have your overdoses, but it wouldn't be because of dirty coke. Exactly. It'd be because this guy was partying. Exactly. <laughs> he was having a good. He went out the way he lived. <laughs> because that guy was having a good time and he did not want it to end. He did a rail as big as the neck of that fucking guitar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Woo, I don't want to live anymore. I think the All more right. the more likely scenario is uh, the coke gets to the local dealers and the local dealers cut it up. And they're not cleaning off their opiate table as good as they think that, as as they should, and the opiate is getting in with the coke. Isn't this an indictment though of pure libertarianism? Because in a sense, that's what 
drug dealing is. There are no controls. There are no. See what I'm saying? No, I don't think. Doesn't that drive down the quality? I think if uh, in pure libertarianism, you'd be able to go to your corner store and get your cocaine and they would have a third party, just like we have a third party that tests our kratom. Mm hmm. We don't know what we're getting, but we look and we see that little label there that says, hey, this is third party tested. There's this okay, is pure. There's this a, is good. Gotcha. And uh, of course, they could probably buy off that third party. That Absolutely. Tests it, they could buy off. It's like party. they buy off the FDA. Right. You know, so I mean, there's risks in life. Allow me to take the risks. You know what Fair I mean? Enough. But word gets around that uh, the Coke that you're buying is bad. Hope. Seems but like then again, there's going to be those people that are like, "Oh, it's oh, it killed five people last night. I got to try this shit, dog." And that's your choice. You have made that decision. Darwin in action. Yeah. Bye. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people I know would be like, "Yep, yeah, good. Snort, yeah, snort all you want." Well, there's a lot of people get out of society. There's a lot of people when they hear that uh, ten people overdosed last night on this new batch of heroin that got in the town. Oh, that must be good shit. I want to try that. You know, there's a lot of people that want to try that. There's so many, like, I, I watched, uh, I, I forgot to tell you, have you watched uh, The Devil You Know? It's the Vice documentary series. I think I've at least seen a couple of them. There was one where this kid, name, his name was John Luce, uh, John Lawson, he changed his name to Pazuzu Algarod or something like that. He's some fucking... Makes sense. He's some kid who got bullied, and he just he turned into a lunatic, essentially. He filed his teeth down. He, was, he had a house where people would just shit on the floor, and he, I mean, he just... They said the the sheer the sheer level of depravity in in his house was un you know, and um, I said that where I'm I say people should just go ahead and do drugs and and die. Yes, for him, but then I, some of the people who were surrounded by him, they're just they they take you into the thing. They're just disposable people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in Winston Salem. This I don't know if you've ever been there. A, a more a more soulless place you'd be hard pressed to find <laughs> shithole yeah just you know no nothing going on you know there there's nobody in there's poverty but it's not abject poverty where people can even pull themselves up and just say no more with this shit just this malaise of shit life you know what i mean that that fucking american life that's just so fucking shitty that it's here in west virginia we don't have that so much we do but Appalachia is a little bit different mm-hmm. for us. It's it, it, I imagine this is like, you guys are a bunch of fucking amateurs. We've been dealing with this shit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for fucking hundred years. It's like that meme, <laughs> the meme about uh, inflation and everybody being poor and like uh, Appalachians be like, and it has the, the, the noose around James Franco first time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I feel, always feel about Appalachia. Every time I go to some other place and people talk about, uh, you know, seeing poverty and it's like, you haven't, you have no fucking clue, you know, unless you're going to somebody like Detroit or Flint or something like that. Those places are bad, but I've seen places in West Virginia that are way worse than those places. Oh yeah. You know? So um, there's this old, this meme I shared a couple weeks ago. Um, is it the record profits one? No, that was a good one. It was. It was like a map of the United States and the people that live there. Okay. Um, is this it? Yeah. And it's. Uh, I remember this one. The Northeast people who wear shorts in winter, then gangs, and then Ohio is CMP people, which I don't know. Michigan is militia types. Oh God, there's gangs never. in this area, but. In the Appalachian area, it says backwoods people who still know the old ways. And I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the old way. I'm not one of them, but I, I know, know plenty of them. I know some, <laughs> right. and I know enough to where, and I'm a quick learner. And I noticed it's like a weird thing that happened in Michigan when I was up there. <laughs> Alaska, even the liberals have guns. <laughs> yeah, fucking absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's Appalachia too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's there's a large group of liberals here who are just, you know, they're as bad as they come. It's like. Well, they're just rebelling against their. Con- they don't really have those ideals. Uh, they're just rebelling against their conservative parents. I think. Well, yeah, there's those. I'm talking about you know, and I'm liberal. I'm definitely a liberal person, but I'm talking about the people who. When I when I say liberals with disdain, I'm talking about the ones who it's in vogue to do that. So therefore, oh, yeah. they have no fucking idea what they're rebelling against. It's just yeah, guys. It's like there was this kid, and I loved him, and he was a good kid and everything. But he posted this meme about how. It was, you could have read it, and I did read it in a hippie voice. Hey, man, the Native Americans didn't have roads or cities or all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And they got, I was like, you are couldn't be more fucking wrong if you tried. And I, and I called him out publicly. And I said, it's like, that's wrong, and here you go. And I started throwing up fucking articles. So just things that I had actually read, you know. And so it's like, they had roads. They had cities. They're people. They're not some fucking mystical fairyland people who, hey, man, just live. No, they're fucking people. No, no, no. They communicate in a series of ooga-boogas and grunts. I, I mean, that's what made them so pure. It's just like, dude. They're people like everybody else. Yes, they have a different way of going about things. And I do believe lived more in harmony with nature. They really did. But that does not make them mystical or any of that shit. That's yeah. an insult. They're just because that's making like us. That's making you either more or less than human, which is by definition makes you not human. So <laughs> uh, anything else? No, I think we're good. It's called an app. Episode 374 is in the books. Um, maybe we'll try to get the whole family together next week. That'd be nice. be nice. I didn't give him any notice, and then I, it was like midnight, and I was like, let's just not – I'm just going to let him have uh, this weekend. Sure. I'm off. Him. This was the only time that we could do it. So I'm not off till fucking Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll try to figure something out next week. Thanks for listening, and go fuck yourselves. Yeah.